Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn, finding a mom-life balance. Thanks for joining us in our summer series. As we continue, today's episode is all about summer learning. Woohoo! School's <laughs> out for summer. Psych. Which is Soph's favorite thing to say these days. (laughs) Yeah, he thought summer school was, you know, you grew up in, I grew up in a generation where summer school was a negative thing, right? You didn't want to go to For sure. Well, we couldn't, we couldn't stay at our house if we had summer school. Oh, I know. We wouldn't be here recording. (laughs) I can tell you that much. Yeah, you got summer papao or chancleta. <laughs> so yeah, you got put in the little glass donkey if your report card was not appropriate. <laughs> but yeah, and I would say that our parents did a good job at making sure that we did not regress in any of our math or literacy during the summer. Um, not that they made it fun because, you know, <laughs> I learned... Not. Yeah, I, I learned multiplication tables that summer before third grade, and I was thankful that third grade started, but I could tell you, many a tears on that swing set, swinging back and forth, three times three is nine, you know, I did not <laughs> and some, and sometimes I think about the summer tests, um, Bobby would leave me, and I'm such a procrastinator. I can remember just spending the whole day, like, I'm not going to read that phonics literacy packet until, like, he got home around 7, it was, like, 5, and Mommy would be like, get that done, get that done, you know, because I was the kid you repeat yourself a million times, too, and... With all the useless information I have in my head, I'm grateful for it. But did I want to be reading about pelicans or some sunken ship or some other boring historical thing that they put in these packets? No. But I think it made all the difference in my reading abilities. I don't remember doing any math. All I remember is I did math. That's probably why I hate math the most. I, I still have, like... I was just telling someone today at work, I said, yeah, I could tell you what I'm trying to calculate. You plug in the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you which numbers I'm looking for, but I can tell you what <laughs> concept I'm trying to communicate here. Yeah. Um, but also our school growing up had the awesome reading log. Mm-hmm. So, and by awesome, I mean, not so awesome. Because <laughs> uh, I know well, David, our boxes. brother, hated that. <laughs> yeah, it was just boxes. And Dave would just fill it in with fake names of books. <laughs> Outed. <laughs> um, yeah, or, the, I, report, or yeah. the four, you know, the silly book report you had to do on those leaf pages. Because, you know, we went to Catholic school, so it wasn't necessary, you know, no offense, but it wasn't the most creative 
approach to summer reading or summer assignments. And every year, all the kids ask is, what's the summer reading? How long is it? What is it about? What do I have to do? Are we getting a test when we come back? And then as a teacher, you hear it on the other end and you're like, dude, it's one book. But when you're a kid, definitely you're like, come on. Yeah, and it takes all summer long (laughs) to read the one book. (laughs) And it continues as you go off to college, you know, they give you that freshman book, right? I I remember mine was like all the things you'll carry. Something about a whole bunch of items that this guy took with him to war. (laughs) So I was like... The things they carried. Yeah, the things they carried. There you go. That book. Mm -hmm. I actually did read it. Um by college I was broken in I knew they gave a reading (laughs) assignment just do it Mm -hmm. and it's less painful so as being a parent it kind of motivated me to kind of those resources to help my kids not fall behind um, during summer months in their reading or their math and even if we cross over to the other side while we're assigning it even though we used to gripe about it You want to make it fun and interactive and you want to instill the curiosity and the enthusiasm for learning ongoing in every experience. It doesn't have to look like a specific workbook, which wink, wink, Sophie does have a workbook she's doing this summer as well, but it's not only looking that way. It can be different fundamentals and review, but it should also be engaging, interactive, hands-on kind of um, activities that they're gaining multiple um, experiences aside from like visual and auditory and um, tactile they're getting literacy and considering math and learning culture or history and they don't you know like it can get past them even though they're doing something fun yeah and I'll give props to Charlotte Mecklenburg's library um, they actually up their game with their reading challenge. It's no longer just about reading, but they actually give the kids badges and props for going outside and playing. So if you did swimming, if you spent time with a friend, um, they even encourage like community service and volunteering, right? So there's like a little heart symbol that you hit on if you did something that was an act of kindness towards someone else. So on top of the reading, they've included other things that kids do during the day so that they don't feel guilty about actually going outside and riding a bike rather than reading for 30 minutes. And that it's seen, right? That it's seen that you're well-rounded. It's seen that you're making an effort to socialize. Um, I think that's what's more important to our kids. Rather than just getting a book and getting an assignment, it's seeing what their interest is, or what they put extra passion into. So the fact that there's different ways they can be seen, I think is really important. Yeah, so we've been enjoying that, um, doing the literacy stuff. The other awesome thing that our library has done this summer because of the pandemic is offer virtual science lessons every Tuesday at one o'clock. So you get a Zoom link and you you register ahead of time and then you get a Zoom link and you join at one and they have these pre-recorded science lessons. So they've done like, there was a science lesson done by magic. There was a science lesson done with a bunch of dry ice, um, which they brought a, a lot of funny characters and talked about that. There was a science lesson done through storytelling 
where this woman was able to take her voice and all these different octaves <laughs> and it was super engaging because we're like you look away and you think it's someone else on the screen and it's still the same woman telling the story um so just engaging them that way and they're getting stronger in being attentive and they're learning science they're learning math and it's not necessarily just out of book but they can actually see it in real life application and I like that as we're you know trying to come out of um, the pandemic or, or some more normalcy get back to normalcy that we're still keeping some of the tools and our students and our kids can keep accessing what they had to learn during this time to just add to their toolbox of how they're acquiring information how they do research um, that there's versatility in what we had to do to transition to school from home or work from home um, that is going to serve them as they move forward. So our, our Queens Library and New York City Library has also um, transitioned lots of programming virtually, as well as offering the summer reading, um, which is important to just as a resource of what is appropriate for your grade level, learning maybe about other authors or um, books, you know, because we tend to gravitate towards what we're familiar with, but there's so much out there that I think it's a good cross-reference to just see what they're suggesting for your grade level. I love that. And memes, as we were coming up with this topic, kind of what spurred it is always you know, that drastic delay, whether it's two months for certain demographics or six months being behind because of the pandemic. Um, also, the idea of theming it out. So I loved how you packed it that way because it could be, become overwhelming. I know for me as a career mom, where my child's like, reading independently sometimes, but most of the time I have to sit with them to hear read out loud to make sure they're comprehending the book that they've chosen to read and to help them with their fluency and reading comprehension. It's like, oh my gosh, another thing to do. But I love the idea memes that you gave about theming out your days and even your weeks. So that way you don't have to do it all in one day. You don't have to read an encyclopedia Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and feel like that's the only way to get your child's fluency and reading comprehension up a notch, right? Or your child's math. No, definitely. So I think adding in these elements, like I was saying earlier, that are engaging, building curiosity, building their toolbox. So thinking about something like an instrument practice day or an instrument exploration, and all of these, I want you to keep in mind based on your each exposure could be tweaked or something else can replace it, but it helps us take away this overwhelm that the day has to be filled from breakfast through bedtime um, and still lets us know that we're being intentional with how they're using their time and helping them keep curious and exploring and growing. So something like an instrument practice day, bike riding day, swimming day, and that could be like swimming, they're getting outdoors and swimming or a swimming lesson, um, a library day, park play. And I wanted to highlight rather than just the exercise, also seeing how their social skills are when they're playing with you know, children their age or not their age and strangers or, you know, as they're in these various settings. And then volunteer work and leaving one day for church and rest. 
So um, some of the other activities I think of while there's additional pressure of this time they're off, if you have some support or childcare or you're, you know, it's a summer that you want to spend more time with them and they're not at a day, you know, at a camp or camp is too expensive or they're really booked because those are all the scenarios you could face some summers um, thinking about your do-it-yourself camp right so theming it that way and thinking about activities museums offer athletic camps for your tweens and teenagers um, summer internships or city agencies will often have summer in New York it's called summer youth employment program but something that is helping students um, it could be paid it could be stipended getting some skills they're sometimes getting career exposure they're getting college prep information as well as uh, feedback from a supervisor that they have to report to and that there's expectations of their role which is always a great growth opportunity you could consider pre-college programming leadership programming which is becoming more and more popular where students are finding a cause that's really important to them early on that they or they could be in a camp, a traditional camp, or they could counsel, um, be a camp counselor, be a supervisor at the camp. I was really happy to hear from my friend who has a student that is on the autism spectrum. She just graduated high school, and one of her work learning experiences is to supervise a camp. So I was really glad that it was inclusive, that even though she does have a disability, she is gaining that work experience and in a setting where she has to kind of adjust what she's been learning in school and practicing along with kids, which is a setting that I don't know if I traditionally would have thought of it as the best setting for early work exposure, but I think it's really great that the facility is embracing it and that she's going to have that opportunity this summer. Yeah. And I think theming it out and uh, looking at it from that perspective, not only helps you if you had to create your own like weekly schedule of how to, spend your time with your child during the summer, but also gives you a new lens to kind of filter other camps and other opportunities that are out there. Because even if you have like a, a situation where you can't do the same camp for all four days, you know, mm -hmm. so you can just piecemeal it together and say, hey, who's offering art from this time to this time or on this day? Um, and your child's changing locations and still getting the same exposure. But I think the idea behind it is one, make it less stressful um, and make it more enjoyable. Because I know reading with my child, if we're reading sports books together or we're playing a silly game where we're acting things out and we're just simply reading cards, right? Like reading the Pictionary card or the other day we were playing a game where you had to put a card on your forehead and the other person the other person knew obviously what the card was and you had to ask that person a whole bunch of questions it's like 21 questions mm -hmm. but all with the purpose of like guessing what the card was and this this particular game is a whole bunch of different animals so you would ask about sounds and stuff like that but it just was that critical thinking and problem solving skill that sometimes they don't get to exercise or realize that they're exercising while they're doing math, right? Or writing or but reading I think comprehension. It, it so also gives us an in-depth lens of who our kid is as a learner because we don't get the, you know, we've been doing school at home, but who our students show up as and the risks they take or the way they 
think or how they add on to ideas. We often don't get to see them in that arena. Their teachers do, their peers do, uh, tutors or in those, you know, or camp counselor would see it. But when you do those activities where they are thinking on their feet, they have to think critically. You start to see the things that are sometimes even helpful as you're getting to know their teacher for next year of it would be helpful for them to be more descriptive. It would be helpful for them to, you know, sequencing or the, the word choice or vocabulary building. Um, they're really interested in this piece of history, but they could, you know, maybe they would explore this other. And I think it helps us have like those little insights about them as well from those activities. Yeah, and what motivates them? Because, mm. uh, you know, <laughs> I got a lot of kids that are motivated by the trophy. <laughs> or the, the prize, the banner. I, like they're, they've been doing ABC Mouse, the younger two. And what motivates my six year old is hey, I'm going to get an, a pet. I'm going to get a virtual pet that I can, mm -hmm. like, of course, he was all out for the unicorn. He will read and do a puzzle at level 10, the hardest level that they offer, if it meant that he could get a unicorn, um, a virtual unicorn, obviously. Mm -hmm. But. <laughs> And he spends all his time watering, making sure that unicorn drinks. It's like a Tamagotchi because you mm -hmm. have to make sure it drinks and that you clean it and that you feed it and all this stuff. But it's interesting to see what motivates them. Um, I'm like my nine-year-old who is like, did I get a trophy? Did I win the game? Like he's just motivated by if there's a winner and a loser and he doesn't want to be the loser. So it's just a very interesting. And you're right. You learn how they think because we're mm -hmm. playing we're playing this guess the animal that's stuck to my forehead um game and it's interesting how they problem solve and you know sam right away figured out like hey if i ask about regions of the world i can narrow down mm -hmm. what animal this is meanwhile my 19 year old it's like what color is it i'm like that's not really gonna help you but <laughs> okay four different colors yeah it's <laughs> black and white um yeah you know and he was like does it live like he named probably like almost all the region like all the different climates he's like plateau desert um you know but he left out one major one which totally would have zoned him in like hey it lives in the arctic <laughs> wonder what it is if it's uh black and white and lives in the arctic and has a snout i'll let you guys figure that one out what was stuck <laughs> to his forehead <laughs> so it was killing sam though because sam's like come on <laughs> the one question you're really one question away but it's just fun to see that and then the team building um that's mm -hmm. what we've learned a lot this summer is that whether we're going on a hike and we have certain family members that are prone to love being on a hike. We have other family members that wish the hike was over before we even started. Um, the motivation and the partnering there and making them realize, hey, if you actually walk along someone, alongside someone and talk through it, you don't even realize you're doing the exercise. Mm -hmm. um, and then also reaching back out to the community. Our church lately, their theme has all about loving your neighbor as yourself and so they've been getting lists and lists and lists of things to do for their neighborhood and so my kids have and you're getting to see their social skills at this point because they brought home like a box of cookies to take over to our neighbor 
and it was so funny because I did not go with them. Four of them went together to their, to our neighbor, to love on our neighbor. And each one came back with their own story about how those cookies were delivered and what was actually said back. <laughs> I'm lucky. They're lucky the cookies made it to the neighbor. Yeah, the, the, the cookies didn't come back to my house and it didn't look like anybody had any crumbs on their faces. So I believe that the cookies did make it to it our neighbor's success. house. It was a yeah, success. It was a success. But exactly what words were exchanged, whether or not the cookies were shoved were in someone's hands. Awkwardly handed or not. to yes. someone with no explanation. Yeah, I'm not sure if the neighbor actually did open their door and talk to my kids, but it's debatable. Or if cookies are pushed into their mailbox. <laughs> exactly. That's hilarious. But social skills at work. I love the idea of um, helping your neighbor and just building community in general. It makes me think about the the theme day of volunteering. Um, and so a suggestion was something like in a, it mentioned a farm and something I was looking at, but because we're in the city and it's not as accessible, I do want to learn more about our community gardens, um, where they are, how you can help. Um, and so I, was asking Athena to share some of the volunteer experiences that the kids have done because Justin did a few in high school but they were more like uh, an event like a walk or volunteering for a day but um, some of the others are more ongoing throughout the year. Yeah so our kids uh, through their school were connected to the senior living facility and it's a senior home and so basically once a week the kids go and buy all this candy to raffle off during bingo matches um and it you know i'm probably the family members don't appreciate it because these people probably shouldn't be eating all this sugar but they don't because the kids are there to help them call out the numbers and you know, verify who actually got bingo. And then the seniors typically give the candy to whatever, whichever child's helping them fill out their card. But it's one way, again, of not only practicing social skills, but caring and caring at all different phases of the life cycle. Because I often feel like our senior community gets overlooked and sometimes forgotten. Because if you're part of a really young family, and here in Charlotte, there's tons of young families and you don't really see too many senior people. So this allows my kids to be aware of like, hey, there is a full life cycle. You will get to this point, hopefully, uh, one day in your age, uh, in your life. And so how do we give back? How do we make these people feel loved, not forgotten, not put to the side and let them tell their stories? And it's so interesting because my kids start doing this when they're like in kindergarten they get exposed to this. And it's interesting to see my kindergartner's face the first time they go because they finally have met their match in storytelling. Because <laughs> they cannot get in a word because this person <laughs> wants to tell them all their stories, all their life events. And I'm like, see, sit and listen now. <laughs> and with a smile and follow along and try to follow along, you know. So it's just very interesting to see them finally realize hey you know this sounds like me and my stories I'm not really sure what's going on here but um that's one thing that they do another thing another area that we've volunteered at a couple times because it's just been we're, we're avid readers we love books and this location 
what they do is they collect all these donated books, whether they're from libraries or people just drop them off. It's kind of like a goodwill for books, right? And what they need help with is because they get so many bins of books is sorting them. And so from kindergarten and up, you can pretty much go in and they either ask you to sort by like size of the book, by hardcover, softcover, by themes. You can alphabetize them, any way to sort them so that they can package them up quicker. And they end up giving the books to uh, underprivileged families where they've done certain stats in Charlotte where there's actually children in houses that have no books. Um which to me was jaw dropping when I saw that that was even a possibility here in Charlotte. So um, what they do is they find out through public schools and different school districts who exactly those children are. um, And then they go and they give them a gift and it's a bunch of pile of books um, for them to read to help them get through the school year and accelerate their reading um, ability. So that's always been a fun one. And, and that's awesome to recycle the books, to get the kids to yeah. volunteer and know this is happening and then get it into other homes. That's great. And it's eye opening for my kids to not take it for granted anymore. How many bookshelves we have at our house, okay. you know, because I remember Sam's face, Sam, his jaw just dropped. He was like, what? <laughs> not even no, one book or that's magazine. The biggest difference in entry level word count for students is how much reading and what access to books they have in like those early childhood developmental years so it makes such a big difference yeah so it's awesome to give back that way and give your time back that way and then the last one that my children often have multiple times throughout the year is we go to walmart and we buy a whole bunch of small travel size hygiene um, products and we create a hygiene kit and you can either store up on these yourself and have them in your car or have them in your bag as you're walking around town because here in Charlotte we do have a lot of homeless and so when we do see homeless people on the corner we'll hand out the hygiene kit Um, or we give it to our school community and then they go and they give it to a shelter in different parts of Charlotte and Concord North Carolina so It's just an easy way to also start having a conversation with your child about what it means to be homeless, what it looks like, um, and all the different things that go into that and how to give back. Because oftentimes our children will see these homeless people on the corner and they think that the only thing they can give them is money, right? Mm -hmm. And because they're children, they don't really have money. They don't work, (laughs) you know, (laughs) they're young. Um, but that's that's not the only answer and that's not always the best answer for the person that's standing there um, asking for food or work or whatever the case may be. This is one tangible way that they feel like they can give back and not just look at the person as we drive by. Um, mm-hmm. So it's been an awesome way to do that. And just, again, it's exposure, conversation. And you're doing all this problem solving for your community. Definitely. I wanted to also give um, a special shout out to STEAM. And so while we hear a lot about STEM and, you know, if you're not as familiar or you're not inclined in this way. So science, technology, engineering and math has been updated to STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts and math, which 
I really love because it adds that creativity. Making something that was not there before is in every industry. Um, but adding that together to the technology, engineering, and the sciences and math for our students and our kids is really, really important. Um, I think finding a, you know, a season that they want to explore something hands-on like that and see how those combine, because I have a very artsy little one, um, but I think you know, if it gets to the phase where she wants to create some sort of app or learn how the, you know, the tablet that she's so obsessed with actually functions and how people bring those things to her <laughs> on that tablet, it would be great for her to combine um, that passion for music and creating and art and drawing with the technology that is really, you know, gonna be a big impact in her life ongoing. Um, and so I really enjoyed thinking about how we structure our time over the summer for our little ones, for our tweens, for our teenagers, even our kids home from college, for ourselves, because while we're, they're learning, we can also learn. Um, so I hope that this helps these summer months not feel so overwhelming and even piques some new hobbies and passions for your families. So Torn Tribe, tell us all about your summer learnings, any cool activities that you've come across or programs. Um, we would love to hear about it. And now for our men's segment, where we share a highlight from the week. So memes, what's mending you these days? And so... We went on a family vacation, and while that is always my desires to be on vacation, it was just a bonding time. Like, one dinner in particular, playful conversation, looking back later at the, um, what are they called in the moment kind of picture. Sophie was taking of us, a candids that Sophie was taking of us while we were having dinner, um, playing a game you know that I do with my students about being stranded on an island what would you take with you but it was it combined for me what I wanted for the family it brought back memories to me of what it was like when I was young on summer vacations with my family and we were all bronzed and golden so it added beautiful pictures and what more could this mom ask for so it was really great that is awesome a family vacation where you don't sound tired. <laughs> That's a new episode, people. I just, w I watch just, out for that I one. I just edited that one. <laughs> I kept it as a man. We'll edit all the, put your foot in the water shoe conversation. <laughs> don't touch the iguana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's awesome. I, I was excited to get the pics. It was a lot of fun. Check out Instagram folks for, you know, memes in the Caribbean, living it up with the family, really applying everything about just keep swimming. <laughs> what's been mending you? I will say what's mending me, Torn Tribe, is new opportunities. I am beyond excited about all the new opportunities that are coming my way. I'm not sure which ones I will 
fully like walk through and get to experience but the fact that they're coming my way I'm like mm-hmm. let's go let's go <laughs> so I will I will take it and it honestly in like every aspect so it's cool it's like in hobby world like what I love doing and opportunities arising to like coach basketball again so come on torn tribe send out the positive vibes man <laughs> close the deal like please let me coach basketball please <laughs> <laughs> Um, because uh, I shared with you guys the faux pas that happened to me with my son's basketball season. I volunteered to coach, but and then they assigned me to the wrong age group, so I had to sadly decline because I wasn't going to end up at a gym on a Friday night by myself (laughs) (laughs) without my athlete. That doesn't make any sense. Um, But, yeah, new opportunities, and that's what I'm excited about. And the writing – has been amazing. I've been doing a lot of writing lately and it just feels like the creativity is just flowing. So excited about that. That's what's mending me. That's great. Torn Drive, we want to hear what's mending you these days. How is your summer going? And also any topics that you would love to hear me memes thought. So memes, tell our folks how to stay connected. We are at TornMLB on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Email us your torn moments, your men's, tornmlb at gmail.com. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose Choose grace. grace.